Hi, I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and host of the Health Investment Podcast. Here's the thing, you deserve to feel amazing. But here's the other thing, there are so many confusing messages out there. Week after week, I'm gonna share tips and practices that actually work for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness, because I wanna help you get healthy for good without any BS. When I'm not podcasting, I work with clients one-on-one. So visit the show notes to book your free consultation. And don't forget to leave a review so that others can become trim, energized, confident, BS-busting rock stars like you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello again. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Health Investment Podcast. Today, I'm going to share my journey from high school English teacher to certified nutrition coach and all of the frustrating health issues I've had in between. Have you ever struggled to figure out what actually works for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness? Are you in the middle of that seemingly never-ending struggle right now? If so, you definitely don't want to miss what I have to say today because I was in your exact same shoes for most of my adult life. Finally, in my late 20s and early 30s, I started to figure out how to get healthy for good. I finally freed myself from all of the BS messages and methods I'd tried in my past. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's go back to age 22. My interest in health and nutrition really peaked after college when I moved to New York City and started my first teaching job. The city itself was awesome. I loved my job. I was making new friends. So many things were going well, except for one. I started gaining weight and getting all around puffy, and I couldn't figure out why. Throughout college, I'd eaten, and honestly drank, pretty much anything I wanted, and I never gained the, fr- the, dr- and I never gained the dreaded freshman 15. But after college, I seemed to put on 15 pounds almost immediately, even though I was arguably eating healthier drinking less, and exercising more than I did in college. Aside from the weight gain, I didn't feel great in other ways. Like I mentioned, I was puffy. I remember looking at photos and wondering when my face got so round. And honestly, I deleted most photos. I always needed the camera to be at just the perfect angle. If it wasn't, the photo was trash. Another issue was that my digestion sucked. I won't get into great detail on this one because I'm sure you can figure out what I mean. Let's just say I always knew where every bathroom was at all times. My digestive issues caused extra bloat around my midsection. And honestly, that's probably where the puffiness in my face came from as well. So that was terrible. I was breaking out more than I ever had before. Seriously, I was one of those lucky kids in high school who never had bad acne. So these breakouts in my early 20s were weird and they were obnoxious. I wasn't sleeping well. Every night, it'd take me an hour or two to fall asleep. Yes, you heard that right, an hour or two. And once I fell asleep, I couldn't sleep straight through the night. I'd usually wake up around 2 a.m., and it'd take me a good 30 minutes to an hour, yes, an hour in the middle of the night, to fall back asleep. Since I wasn't sleeping well, I was fatigued most days. But even if I did sleep well, which only happened on rare occasions, I'd always crash around 4 p.m. I mean, I'm talking a crash. Whenever 4 o'clock rolled around, I'd think, wow, 
I could lay my head on this table right now and sleep through the night. Finally, no matter how often I ate, I was always hungry. And my constant hunger made me cranky. So I was often hangry. At 22 years old, I was supposed to be energized, confident, and in the prime of my life. But instead, I was bloated, agitated, and super confused. And the worst part of it all was that I was really trying hard to be healthy. I wasn't just neglecting my health by drinking soda and eating Taco Bell all the time. I was doing everything I thought I should be doing to lose those extra pounds, keep them off, and feel great. I was counting calories and making sure that I wouldn't eat over 2,000 a day. I was counting fat grams because I was certain that even so-called healthy fats like salmon, extra virgin olive oil, and avocados would make me fatter. I actually remember scanning restaurant menus for low-fat items. When I'd see salmon, I'd think, ugh, I love salmon and I really want it, but it's too fatty. I was packing a quote-unquote healthy lunch every day, which also helped me save money because Newsflash, living in New York City, one of the most expensive cities out there, on a teacher's salary ain't easy. Each day, I'd pack a peanut butter sandwich, pretzels, a low-fat yogurt, and an apple. I'm a creature of habit. I literally pack that every single day. But I use low-fat peanut butter because, again, I feared fat. I was working out all of the time. If I didn't go on an hour-long run or spend an hour on the elliptical at the gym six to seven times each week, I'd feel guilty and fatter. Incessant exercise was really my only hope of losing weight, and I was sure that the more I exercised, the more weight I'd lose. Because what was the other solution? Sometimes I'd lose five pounds and think, finally, it's happening. But then the next week, I'd gain it back again. My results never lasted. This crazy roller coaster of trying to figure out what would actually work lasted for years, pretty much all of my 20s. It's crazy to me that I'm talking right now about a time in my life that happened 10 years ago, but I can still remember the pain and confusion I was feeling like it was yesterday. I remember this one day when I was, I don't know, let's say 26. I got off the subway in the West Village and I was about to walk home, which would be about a 20-minute walk. But coming up the subway stairs, I felt so hungry that I thought I was going to faint. And I was nauseated. You know that feeling when you're so hungry that you're nauseous and you feel like you could puke? It was a terrible feeling. But I had just eaten lunch two hours prior. I remember thinking, how can I possibly be hungry so soon? At that point, I decided I was just born hungrier, and I just needed more snacks than everyone else. Since I didn't feel like I could make it home the 20-minute walk without sustenance, I popped into a deli and grabbed a quote-unquote healthy snack, a bag of fat-free pretzels. From that day on, I started carrying what I called an emergency apple with me everywhere I went. I kind of made a joke of it with family and friends, but really the apple served a purpose. I never wanted to feel those nauseating hunger pangs ever again. And like I mentioned, I kind of just came to terms with everything. And I also just decided that I was always going to be somewhat overweight and have health issues. I figured, hey, I'm getting older, so my metabolism's probably slowing down. And I thought, oh, since I'm 5'11", I'm big-boned and I have a wider frame, so I probably can't be a trimmer version of myself. Those excuses answered the 15 pounds overweight piece of my health, 
but I was still at a loss when it came to my digestion, skin, erratic sleep, and constant hunger. But oh well, I resigned to keep doing all of the healthy things I was doing and just accept my health for what it was. After all, it could always be worse, right? Fast forward a couple years, I met Thomas, my now husband. Now, Thomas didn't enter into my life having all of the answers for me in terms of weight loss and wellness, but he did have all of the podcasts. Side note, I just asked him right now, Thomas, can I mention you in this episode? He wondered what I'd say about him, obviously. I said I wanted to mention his love of podcasts, and his response was, podcasts? I was a pioneer, man. So when I say he had all of the podcasts downloaded to his phone, I'm not kidding you. He's the podcast guy. Anyway, Thomas introduced me to podcasts, his first true love. Specifically, he introduced me to Vinny Tortorich's Fitness Confidential podcast. By the way, Vinny still does this podcast, and he does multiple episodes each week, which I'm now realizing is super impressive. Anyway, you should check it out. It's a good one. In his past, Vinny was a celebrity fitness trainer, so I figured he must know a thing or two about nutrition and health. But then I got skeptical. Vinny preaches no sugars, no grains which he abbreviates NSNG. Instead of loading up on refined sugars and grains, like I was doing since they're usually low-fat or fat-free and they're usually low-calorie, he promotes a diet of healthy fats, protein, and vegetables. I was fine with the protein and veggies part, but fat? Add more fat to my diet? I had spent six years avoiding fat like the plague, so this idea threw a real wrench into my thinking. But since nothing I was trying was actually working, I really had nothing to lose. Instead of taking a peanut butter sandwich, low-fat yogurt, pretzels, and an apple for lunch, I started taking hard-boiled eggs, carrots, avocado slices, and leftover ground beef from dinner. For dinner, I ate the salmon I'd always feared, and I slathered my side of veggies in butter. I was sure I was going to bulk up immediately, but to my surprise, the opposite happened. Almost effortlessly, I lost the 15 pounds I'd gained after college, and I saw an improvement in other aspects of my health as well. I slept better, my skin cleared up, my digestion improved, I didn't hit a point of numbing fatigue at 4 p.m. each day, I could actually make it 5 or 6 hours between meals. The fact that I was able to look and feel 100 times better in just a few months by eating more and exercising less was completely flabbergasting. I'd apparently spent years getting it all wrong. So what else had I gotten wrong? Real quick, I want to take a break from the episode to share one of my favorite resources with you. One of the BS messages floating around out there is that eating healthy costs too much. Honestly, I used to believe this myself. That is, until I discovered ThriveMarket.com. ThriveMarket is an online grocery platform that's essentially Costco meets Trader Joe's meets Whole Foods. I love that I can shop on their mobile app and have all of my favorite groceries, everything from natural wine to 100% grass-fed beef to nutritious crackers, everything, delivered right to my door. Last year, I saved over $1,000 shopping on Thrive. I honestly can't think of one reason not to love it. To save a percentage off your first order and see my full shopping list, click through the links in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. At that point, I had learned how to find and download my own podcast without Thomas's help, so I listened to hundreds of episodes on different topics. Hundreds. 
Experts were telling me things like, all calories aren't created equal. And when it comes to weight loss, nutrition matters more than exercise. What the heck? I had this awakening. Now I name all of those messages and methods I tried that actually didn't work as total BS because that's what they are. Since I was learning all of these things didn't work and friends and family were still trying them, I wanted to share everything I was learning. To my surprise, not everyone wanted to talk about health and wellness over happy hour drinks. Weird, right? So I started my first blog, which was called Biohacking with Brooke. If you're familiar with Dave Asprey, you know he's a self-proclaimed biohacker, so that's where I got the term. Other people didn't think it was as good of a name, but I liked it. Anyway, this blog became my passion project. Every Saturday, I'd write a new post in which I'd share one of my amazing, awesome, incredible findings with the world. And every free moment I had, I dove deeper into health and nutrition research. I discovered PubMed.com, which is now one of my best friends. If you're not familiar, you can find thousands of free articles on PubMed.com to discover cutting-edge research on all sorts of things. Sleep, stress, diets, diseases. It's all on there, and it's incredible. I also continued to absorb as much info as I could through podcasts, other people's blogs, newspaper articles. By day, I was still teaching English, but suddenly, commas and the Great Gatsby weren't as exciting to me anymore. Wellness and nutrition information was what I craved. Soon, all the free resources out there didn't meet my needs. I wanted to dig deeper, so I enrolled in the Institute of Transformational Nutrition. Through this program and coursework, I knew I'd become a certified transformational nutrition coach, but I still didn't know what that'd mean for my future. I was desperate to share my knowledge with anyone who would listen, so the prospect of coaching clients one-on-one, like I do now, really appealed to me, but I was still stuck in my teaching role. While working through all of the modules of the program, which took me about nine months, it was seriously no joke, I decided it'd be a good idea to create a more serious website, blog, and brand. That's when the health investment was born. Once I had finished my coursework and become an official certified nutrition coach, Thomas and I hit a turning point. We made the decision to move back west to be closer to family. Leaving New York City meant leaving the high school English teacher persona I'd grown so attached to. Sure, I could get a new teaching job in the Bay Area, but I could also make a crazy move and do something completely different. Since you're listening to this podcast right now, you know the choice I made. I decided to break away from teaching and build a career as a coach. Now, I work with clients one-on-one, I host wellness events for companies, I write blog posts on thehealthinvestment.com, I post daily health inspiration on my Instagram, at thehealthinvestment, and I produce this podcast. Clearly, there's not time in this one episode to share with you all of the things I learned from research articles, podcasts, and coursework. But I'm sure you're dying to know it all so that you too can get healthy for good without all the BS that's been holding you back. Well, great news. That's my whole goal for this podcast, to cut through the crap. Week after week, I'm only going to share tips and practices that actually work for simple weight loss and sustainable wellness. As I mentioned, I've been dying to scream my knowledge from rooftops. Now I'll have the chance to do that, sort of, through this podcast. I hope you'll join me each episode, and I'm especially excited about the next episode, which is the first in a series of practical tips for eating healthy at restaurants, while traveling, throughout the holiday season, and more. 
Thanks for being here with me today. I'll catch you next time on episode three. Before the next episode drops, I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about the BS messages and methods currently holding you back. You deserve simple weight loss and sustainable wellness. So let's figure out how to make both happen. To book your free consultation, click through the link in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Health Investment Podcast. See you next week.